And that's how I figured out that I had ancestry from Madagascar. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? Hey guys, uh, welcome to the newest episode of the podcast. Um, thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, this is going to be a great uh, discussion with my good friend Malala. We're going to talk everything Madagascar, explore la créolité de Madagascar, um, and touch on you know what um, it was like for Malala, uh, you know, immigrating to the U.S. from Madagascar and everything like that. Definitely stay tuned. There's going to be multiple parts, uh, and there just might be a surprise at the end. My name's Malala. And I was born in Madagascar. I immigrated to the U.S. when I was 10 years old. Um, and ever since, I was really mostly based in New York. So, been here for a little Great. while. I'm I'm 25. I don't know if it's, like, good or bad to say, but, like, you're the first person I've met from Madagascar, mm -hmm. you know. And I think a lot of people... Um, are maybe not so much aware of like madagascar like where it is or that it exists sure. even like it gets uh -huh. pretty interesting in the u.s with geography <laughs> yeah i got a lot of like um madagascar is that a real country there's civilization there mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so i guess like just like is there anything you want us to know like off the bat like about like madagascar or what it was like like growing up there and stuff like that i i had this really interesting conversation with like a relatively new friend because i told him that i was um i visited madagascar last year i was showing him pictures like the 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 ruins of like old castles and stuff and he was like oh it doesn't look like what i thought it would be like um monuments in africa he kind of like imagined the pyramids or even like the mayan ruins like he just but it was like completely different mm -hmm. and the first thing that he took away from the pictures was like oh it's poor <laughs> like, that's like a, an interesting uh, first response yeah but yeah so i feel like a lot of people especially because of the the movie franchise it's very glorified so they don't know that it's actually one of the poorest countries in the world um, so they think Madagascar they think wow tourism all these exotic animals exotic plants the economy must be going great but nope that's that's not it and also I do want to like kind of put a disclaimer for anyone listening that I I'll be speaking from experience um, so I wouldn't <laughs> generalize what I say to all of uh, Malagasy people in the U.S. or even Malagasy people in general. I guess one thing that I wanted to talk about is the ethnic or the, um, I don't know, the, the racial makeup of Madagascar because it, it is um a country that is it's an island nation it's actually one of the largest islands in the world um but the the makeup is not exactly i guess what people might think of a typical african nation right ever since moving to the u.s there was always this need to identify with a certain race or with a certain ethnicity and 
But I, I think that's just the way the U.S. is, right? Yeah. I never had to identify ever. So when I was asked, I was like, or when you fill out the government papers, you're like, ah, I don't, I don't know. I never, I never had this. So I, I did fully go through an identity crisis regarding my ethnicity and race because we always identified with our nationality. Um, so when Madagascar is not an option. I kind of just I'm stuck, and I usually choose other or prefer not to answer because I don't know.、Mm. And I'll tell you about my high school experience.、Um, school experience was mainly、uh, minority groups. However, it felt very、um, divided. So you walk into the lunchroom, and you've got lunch tables of Hispanics. You've got the lunch tables of West Africans. You've got the lunch tables. Of Chinese Americans, right?、Mm-hmm. So, and I was a transfer student at、uh, the high school I'm talking about, and I was like, I feel like I need to sit somewhere where I belong, <laughs> and I just couldn't pick one. But I felt culturally, I was like, I'm gonna go sit with the West Africans. I、mm-hmm. felt like that might make more sense for me, but obviously, West Africa and Madagascar culturally. Very different, right?、It、goes to even just the music; it's just completely different. And I just couldn't, I couldn't fit in. And they、mm. also felt that I was different. And then I just felt like I was jumping group to group, trying to find who I am based on race and ethnicity. Which later on, I kind of grew out of that. I was like, okay, it's not about that; it's about who you are as a person. Yeah, definitely. So. Because of all that experience, I did a lot of research online. I'm like, oh, all right, I gotta find out what I can identify as. But because all of Madagascar look genetically different,、uh, skin color, hair type, eye shape, nose shape, mouth shape, all different. It's because it's based on regions, right? So I. Was born in the Highlands, which is like the center of Madagascar, and most of the genetic makeups come from,、uh, I would say, like a mix of South Asia, Southeast Asia, and East Africa.、Mm-hmm. Uh, versus coastal, coastal Madagascar,、um, I would say mostly East Africa, and. Uh, some Arab as well,、mm-hmm. so that's why we all look different.、Um, so, <laughs> if you were to like ask me to group myself in the typical American way of definition for race,、um, I always said black, and I get a little bit of backlash from Black Americans、uh, because of the way I look. And which I I don't know if you you'll see it if if you find that understandable,、uh, but you can let me know your point of view of of my approach.、Um, so because of that, I kind of just choose not to say anything anymore because I'm like I don't really wanna I don't want people to question my choice of race or my choice of identity. Is、mm-hmm. it really a choice? I don't know anymore. So I kind of just like it's Madagascar, it's Africa. Let's leave、yeah. it at that. 
I mean, do you feel more, I guess, pressure to identify as Black because you're from an African country? I don't know if I would call it pressure. I'm kind of like trying to deduce it, right? It's like, well, it's not this, and it's not this, mm-hmm. and it's not this, right? Like, it's not Asian Pacific Islander, even though we may look more like them than a Black African. Yeah. Um, but it's not that. That's not technically correct at all. And it's not white. It's not white Hispanic. It's not Latino. So what else? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess because from what I, you know, what you said and what I've read, it seems like uh, a lot of people are a mix of Southeast Asian and East African. Um, and so I don't know. I guess like I think you know just identifying as black i think it i could definitely see like in the black community like people would be kind of like hmm like some people maybe mm-hmm. um you know especially well i don't know i think some people um in the black community um definitely are still really subscribed to like the one drop rule where if you're any like the smallest drop of like you know african ancestry um like sub-saharan african ancestry you're gonna have to you know they want you to identify as black um and i've and i've seen a lot of people almost like bully people into like trying to identify as that um when it might not be the best choice for them you know mm-hmm. um you know and i you know that that's something that definitely i feel like you know n- never really had to go through um but I I know that it probably is like um you know pretty difficult um you know I I just did a video um with one of my friends who is predominantly white but then she does have african ancestry and indigenous ancestry so you know she's like she identifies as white because you know she's mainly european um but some people try to say like oh like she should identify as black or she she's like ashamed but i don't think it's necessarily like an ashamed thing it's more like how i guess like you grew up and i think a lot of people in the us really forget that it's really different here and it's very simple for a lot of people it's like all right well are you black or are you like you know white and then that's like pretty much how it goes and they don't take into account of people who are from different areas where they don't have that system you know right so it definitely seems like in madagascar it's not really like that it's more so i guess like based on like the region you're from and that's how people right. kind of okay exactly um and i think what's interesting is you know um you know i'm creole and and i think that is something that is a thing definitely in nearby places like mauritius and and reunion but is that a thing in madagascar do a lot of people in madagascar where it is i guess somewhat of a similar culture do people have like a creole identity there that's an interesting question yeah cuz i would say when i was younger being creole was only associated with those neighboring islands but now i think uh there's a lot of both like emigration and immigration between the islands in Madagascar. So I would say like the creole population has definitely grown in Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Um however, I did want to ask you 
Mark, um, do you have like an overarching definition of Creole? Because I, I guess I want to be able to correctly apply it to Madagascar. Yeah, I, well, that gets so complicated, and I feel like depending on where you're from, it it kind of changes. Because like you know, here in the U.S., like, and if we talk about like where my mom's side's from, like in Louisiana, Creole is um, a, it's an ethnicity, um, and even within the ethnicity, you have people who are very different, you know, racially, but it's still like a similar culture. And it's really just being Latin. A big thing about being Creole is like um, being, um, I would say a lot of people do kind of, the French speaking is one being Francophone, being Catholic, um, you know, eating the foods, like, like similar food um, preparation techniques and stuff like that. Um, and that's a big thing. Uh, not, I mean, there are people who are Creole who don't have French ancestry, but that is a big thing for a lot of us, even if it's like a little bit, it's at least like, all right, everybody like has a little bit of French connection somehow. I think I guess it would be not too different, um, in places like Mauritius, um, and like, you know, reunion where it's like, just like this kind of like mixed culture, uh, people from all different, you know, racial backgrounds kind of coming together and over, you know, the past few hundred years, just being like, you know, intermixing, intermarrying and stuff like that. And it seems like, well, I don't know if that's been happening in Madagascar, but maybe. So, yeah. So it does, right? But that's, that's where I'm like, okay, well, would we label it Creole, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Like, it's different somewhere else. And it might not be called that, right? So that's what... Yeah. That's what I'm, like, kind of thinking over it. Um, but you guys, but like, I, naturally don't identify as Creole. No, we don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Creole... Creole, it was always, like, reunion. Was always Mauritius. Was always Seychelles. It was never Madagascar. But, like... In, so, I, I think what might differentiated is the language aspect um, because when you speak Creole in those islands um, you kind of you know what that means right but there is no Creole language in Madagascar mm. uh, because Malagasy was always its own although it has uh, French influence um, but it's not as heavy-handed um, and that might be why. Yeah, I definitely did know that, but I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Like there is no real language. Um, and I guess that makes me think now, like why wasn't there? Because right. um, to my knowledge, there was a similar situation. Well, you guys had, um, you know, French immigration, like people from France and immigrating. And then there was um, slavery there. Um, right. Similar situation where a lot of people from East Africa were taken to the island and enslaved until it you know was abolished i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know if it um it probably does have to do with like the actual history of madagascar because it was a well-established i would say civilization before uh french colonialism came in and mm. that might have just been it um mm. And they kind of retain to that Malagasy identity throughout colonialism. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, so the Malagasy were already established in their own, like, you know, group in large numbers prior to colonialization. Right. But to my knowledge, like, 
you know i once did a report on reunion i don't think people really lived there before like the the colonial era like mm. there's no like native population there for example mm. it's just that like um people like the french and everything just said oh well here's a place so let's mm. settle here let's bring in um enslaved people and stuff like that and that's kind of how that went down mm. so i guess there wasn't really a a culture there already but in madagascar there was already that Madag malagasy culture from way back when mm. really mm -hmm. And even the language is pretty interesting is like a, I don't remember the exact term, but like Malay, like Polynesian language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's in the same language family as most Southeastern languages. Um, you, you can, you don't have to quote me on this, but I think it's Austronesian. It's like a bigger umbrella where Malayo Polynesian comes under and then yeah, Madagascar yeah. would be under that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it has, it's like distantly related to languages that are like Java and stuff like that, like from yes. like languages from like Indonesia and like Malaysia and stuff like that. And I think that's another thing that really, I guess, sets it apart. Like I remember you just talking about trying to, I guess, um, you know, sit uh, with the West Africans at the lunch table. And I think that was a literal thing, but it could also mean like kind of like like metaphorically almost like it just didn't work and you could even think about like the language where every a lot of languages are in west africa um that are indigenous to that area but a lot of them are like maybe bantu languages and mm -hmm. so they have they're different um they're not mutually intelligible maybe but they're like they come from the same bigger family mm -hmm. whereas like madagascar like the language is coming from like this austronesian so it's a totally different language and i think that even like kind of highlights that the people like just ethnically are quite different right yeah i yeah. really would say malagasy people are its own people it's so hard to put them in one box <laughs> which is why i need to go do 23 and me or something because yeah honestly, that would be really interesting to do for you like that would probably be even more interesting um you know i don't know how many people test um right there there definitely probably are some people who test and i i think i was even um talking about maybe not um in my podcast but um something i might explore a little bit more in the future is a lot of people don't know that there was like this i don't think it was widespread but maybe like one or two or a few trips where they actually took enslaved people from madagascar and brought them to this area like the americas right and that's how I figured out that I had ancestry from Madagascar. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And it was always interesting because like, um, you know, my mom did like ancestry DNA and she got like Southeast Asian. And we were like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> um, and then we both like the two of us did 23andMe, which is a little bit more sensitive. They can track um um, they report um, like even smaller, more distant ancestries. And I got some Southeast Asian and my mom got even more. Um, and so I did some research. I was like, <laughs> like, I didn't even know what to look for. How do black people have? <laughs> I didn't even know what to type in. And then I read about how there were about a thousand or so, um, you know, slaves that were that originated from that were Malagasy, essentially. And because 
they in part had you know, Southeast Asian DNA or DNA that would be, you know, and thus attributed as Southeast Asian. That's why some people now who, you know, identify as black have little bits of like Southeast Asian, even East Asian. I think even in my report, we saw like um, some like Filipino, Austronesian, like that type of stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's most likely from Madagascar because those that's probably like if you were to take that test, you'd probably get well, a, a lot more of that type of stuff like the Southeast Asian um, even like maybe East Asian and stuff like that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I really need to do that. Yeah, that's really be, cool. Yeah, 